0: Hey, good afternoon to you out there. Gabe DeArmond here, Sean Williams on the other side of your screen. This is your Tuesday Tiger recruiting show. Oddly enough, we do that on Tuesday. So it is Tuesday. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit of Missouri recruiting. Over the next you know, 30 minutes or so, if you've got questions, comments, whatever, please feel free to throw those in the queue. We will certainly get to those. We'll let them build up a little bit and, uh, and answer your questions as we go along throughout the show. Got a few things to talk about today. I'm uh, going to talk a little bit about Logan Reichert, a little bit about Marvin Burks, and a little bit about some other things that are on our mind. But before we do that, what we're going to talk about... Is James Carlton State Farm Insurance located in St. Louis, Missouri? He can take care of your insurance needs in the state of Missouri or the state of Illinois. He's got a team of eight. And I've got big news for you guys. If you call James on the phone, you're actually going to get a human being. They don't do the voicemails, they don't do the prompts. You're actually going to talk to a person. And 90% of people. This is a number James told me. I haven't researched it, but I'm going to trust him. But 90% of people, especially with their homeowner's insurance, don't really know what they're paying for. So call James, find out what you're paying for, and find out if you can pay less if you switch to him. Also, just by calling and getting a quote from James, and the number is there across the bottom of the screen, 314-961-4800. There's the Facebook page as well, but just by calling James and getting a quote from him, he's a big Mizzou fan. He's going to donate $20 to Advancing Missouri Athletes, Mizzou's NIL Collective, for every quote he gives out that mentions this show. I actually was on the radio in St. Louis this morning, and James was part of that show as well, so uh, just we, we call that cross-promotion, I think, in the business and uh, Sean Williams is here with us. And Sean, anything uh, anything to say, man? Anything going on in your world?
1: No, nah, man, no fa- false advertising here. Uh, the Tuesday Recruiting Show is on Tuesdays for sure.
0: Yep. So we are here. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's literally at this point about the only way I know what day it is. Um, because <laughs> last week Missouri plays on Thursday and then there's a football game on Sunday and it was Labor Day and there's a football game on Monday night. I almost forgot it was Eli Drinkwitz's press conference today because it's not Tuesday in my world. I don't know what day it is.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, when you're doing the Labor Day weekend you especially when you're doing a Missouri Thursday night game before that and you got all the Labor Day games and you got a Monday game. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I, I keep thinking today's Wednesday actually, so uh, so that's me.
0: I think it's Tuesday, which means we are two days away from the next big thing in Mizzou football recruiting, which is Logan Reichert, four star offensive lineman out of. Raytown Missouri uh, according to Rivals the number 87 player in the country according to some other people that do this lower than that so clearly this is an instance where Rivals has the best ranking uh, but Logan <laughs> is going to announce his decision on Thursday afternoon at 4:45 on the football field at Raytown High School um, I've communicated with the IT people at Raytown we're going to get set up with a hot spot Gerard Hamilton and I are going to go up there and stream the announcement live and so I mean, I don't know how many more hints we can give where we think this kid is going, right? Nothing's final until it's final, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's down to the top two in Missouri. It's Missouri and Oregon. He's took official visits to both places. He's been to Missouri over 10 times since last year. Mm um you know his mom went to missouri um you know we're kind of we're connecting the dots here and we we pretty much assume it's it's gonna be
0: missouri so they're, and- they're dots that are not like it's not a big windy line it's not super <laughs> hard to connect these dots
1: yeah yeah it's not not super hard to connect the dots here and look i mean this is a it's a it'll be a big day for missouri and and you know, just because it is a big recruit and one of the top priority guys that they've wanted for a very long time now. And, you know, they, he got offered in, in the spring of last year. So this has been, you know, over a year process now. And, uh, you know, and, and really, Missouri needs this kind of commit, especially on the offensive line, because offensive line recruiting hasn't gone well for Missouri so far. You know, they've missed out on Amir Herring. They missed out on Caden Green. They missed out on Miles McVay. So, uh, some big misses there for Missouri. So, to get Logan Reichert in the class is definitely a a, a big celebration point for Missouri. And, uh, you know, they do have an offensive They should have an offensive lineman in the class by Thursday at 445. So.
0: Right. And not, not only, I mean, you say a big commitment, like, it is literally a big commitment. Logan yeah. Record is one of the larger 17-year-olds I've ever seen. He might be 18 by now, but when I saw him, I think he was actually 16. One of the larger 16- or 17-year-olds I have seen in quite some time. And that does not always translate into, hey, he's great. I mean, there's a lot of other things that go into it besides just being big, but he is very big. Yeah, he's big,
1: and you know, I mean, I saw him at the rivals camp in Indy last year, and uh, yeah,
0: he's super big.
1: Uh, you know, and, and obviously the, the weight, you know, but he, you know, he doesn't look his weight. You know, like he carries it really well. But he I mean, he's six seven. He's got a big frame, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's a massive he's a massive human being, and uh, I'm you know super talented. Got a lot of offers, and uh, I'm sure Missouri would really appreciate him
0: being in the class.
1: I I would like
0: somebody to say to me sometime, you know, you really don't look your weight. Uh, (laughs) A lot of people tell me I don't look my height, but, but but nobody ever says, you know, you really don't look your weight. Uh, They say, you you carry that really well.
1: You really look like you're six foot three on camera, but then, you know, when they see you off (laughs) camera.
0: Exactly. I I have had people tell me that I'm shorter than I sound. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. How do you sound tall? I think that's kind of like a backhanded compliment, actually. So, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. You, you sound tall, but man, you really aren't. Um, Yeah. But I think Rikert is listed at what, 370? Is that right? I think so. Yeah. It's either 370, 380. I think it kind of
1: fluctuates depending on where you, where you kind of see his recruiting profile at. But yeah, I mean, he wears it really well. You know, when I talked to him in person last, I mean, this was last spring. So, uh, but yeah, just to, Pretty impressive i mean to be 370 he didn't look good you know but i mean he's a lot he's a very tall guy you know then he's yeah,
0: it, still though even though like he carries it pretty well and all that but you've got him at i mean there's there's plenty of transformation that's going to happen in his first couple years in college here and mm-hmm. turn a lot in a lot of that into muscle and what that means as far as if the weight goes up or down i don't like i don't really care if the kid's 340 or 385 right i mean it, right it, it's all about being able to play um I think you saw him at, at a rivals camp, at least. I don't know that you've. I haven't seen him play in person. I'm not sure if you have.
1: But. No, not in person with pads on or anything like that. Just at the rivals camp, and he looked pretty good. I mean, it was a <laughs> looked at rivals camp last year, and in it was a, not a good day. It, it rained <laughs> mm-hmm. the whole time, a lot, very hard in some in some instances. But uh, yeah, he looked really good. Obviously, really impressive. You know, Caden Green was out there too that same day, so. Uh, A lot of St. Louis kids came over to that camp, but uh, yeah, I was really impressed with him. And obviously he was, you know, at the time he was an underclassman, you know, at the time. So he did really good at that camp. So.
0: Yeah. And it's, it it really is. You don't want to focus on the negative part of it, but Riker became, I mean, he was always a guy Missouri wanted, but I think he became a guy they had to get once green and McVay went somewhere else. I mean, we started out this year saying one of those three would be decent. Two of the three would be, a victory and all three would have been program changing maybe. Um right. So they had to get one. I feel like still <laughs> you feel a little bit empty because two would have been good, but, but Hey, at least it looks like they're going to end up with one of those top 100 guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, you think about like, you, just kind of the four offensive linemen that we've kind of mentioned, you know, the three that they missed out on look, we didn't, they did a great job of getting Amir Harry here. You know, it, you know, in Missouri, to get him on campus for an official visit, he came during the spring as well for an unofficial. But we kind of knew, like, he was probably going to stay at Michigan if they really wanted him. So, and that ended up being the case. But, you know, Caden Green and, and Miles McVeigh, you know, those bigger programs come calling and, you know, yeah, they really want you and you go you go visit and, you know, you kind of get enamored with that. And, you know, Caden Green, we kind of thought, hey, Oklahoma's probably going to be it for him too. Right. But that you was know. all
0: along. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't a thing where it changed really. McVeigh yeah. was a McVay thing where did, it changed.
1: Yeah. I McVeigh mean, was where it changed, you know, in, in terms of, you know, other schools kind of getting involved with him and him taking other visits and, you know, kind of getting enamored with, uh, with all that. And Hey, you know, he's got an opportunity to go play at Alabama. So, I mean, not a lot of kids are going to pass that up.
0: Right. It's uh, yeah, we're not saying anything bad by that. I mean, you know, Hey, Alabama gets most of the kids they want. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not a negative certainly for, for miles. Uh, so, uh, We'll hit a couple questions here before we kind of get on to talking about some of the other stuff we had planned. And, again, if you got comments, questions, throw them in there. Uh, Cam wants to know, would Jordan Allen have been a take at Mizzou? Uh, Jordan Allen was four-star defensive end. I believe four-star. But uh, Kansas kid who committed to in three-star? Okay. Yeah. Not that
1: it matters, but let's just continue on the message board. Right. Okay. Really I was quick. giving him the social media bump.
0: Uh, Jordan Allen was a seven star <laughs> defensive end out of Kansas that uh, committed to Kansas state a couple of days ago. Um, look, every indication we had was that yes, Missouri would have taken him. He visited this weekend. I don't think they've like filled up on defensive ends. I, I think they definitely would have taken him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that was kind of the indication too. Obviously Jordan, Allen was a guy that came in for a June official, and he'd been on campus during the spring as well. And uh, he took officials to Iowa, Iowa State, and then, you know, released the top four in July. And I think he took an unofficial to K State in late July, and then he returned for the official uh, over the weekend, and they kind of sealed the deal there. But yeah, every indication we got was he was still a take from Missouri if they if he wanted to go there. So.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. The magic, man, Sean, I feel like we're going to get some version of this question for the next 15 weeks. So just be ready, man. What's going on with Mizzou's recruiting at the end of last year and this year's Mizzou recruiting has been caliber of drinks recruiting at App State. That might be a little harsh. Um, first, I would, I would say that'd be a
1: little harsh for last year's class. So,
0: you know, last year's yeah, class is yeah, still pretty good. <laughs> last year's <laughs> class ended up number 12. It did not include <laughs> transfers, which by the way, if you watched Missouri play on Thursday night, I think Eli did okay for himself in the transfer portal, especially on defense. Um, But to answer the question, I mean, look, some of these kids are, are going other places. It just, again, they are not losing kids to, you know, Iowa State and Illinois and Arkansas State. They are losing kids to Alabama and Oklahoma. And when you chase kids like this, sometimes you're going to lose them to schools like that. Um, and the other thing that, look, we, we have to, this has to be a part of the discussion, right? NIL is real. If it's not the first question a kid asked, it's the second or third. Right. And it has to at least be a consideration that maybe Missouri fared pretty well in that regard last year. And maybe it's hard to do that year after year after year at a place like Missouri. I mean, if you want to live in the world where Eli landed the number twelve recruiting class, just because, man, he's that likable and that charismatic, and and NIL had nothing to do with it, you you live there, man. I'm not going to tell you not to. But some of us live in the place where that might have been a, And, and like, that's not saying anything bad. That's the rule. It's not illegal. Now, mm-hmm. it's, it's not illegal that Luther Burden has 18 million NIL endorsements, including his own brand of chips, right? I'm going to guess Sam Horn might get some things. I'm going to guess some other kids in that class might have some endorsements as we go along. So, you know, I, that's not like saying anything bad about Missouri, but it's just I think it is possible that maybe the NIL money isn't in this class quite what it was in the last class it's a good hypothesis you know yeah th-
1: these things change from year to year and uh, i mean the more you look, looking in the more like some of these schools are kind of lagging behind and kind of establishing nil stuff so you know as these things kind of come together uh maybe they maybe their nil deals are a lot better than other places you know and uh you know they have people step up to the plate a little bit more so you know it, yeah uh, that's a huge contributing factor
0: mm-hmm the other thing is and and i'm i'm intentionally not going to name a any particular school here but my friend neil mccready has always talked about how certain schools are recruiting machines and this is pre-nil and what he means is all of the framework all of the inter- infrastructure was in place right to find out okay who's the coach want okay where's that money come from okay so, like NIL, a lot of these places, the only thing that's changed is that it's legal. They already had everything in place to do this because they've been doing it for 25 years to get kids on campus. And again, not mentioning any specific schools, but there are schools out there who recruit really well and have always recruited really well. Then I got bad news. Like kids was getting paid before last year, you know. <laughs> so my point is they already. Did like that's all already in place, you know? And so nothing really has changed. Whereas some places, I think this has been a little bit more of a learning process and, Hey, we've got to get everything in place and we've got to get everything lined up because maybe it wasn't lined up. And I do think that's a real thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a great point. I mean, you have, you have these certain skills that maybe only had the infrastructure in place and now, I mean, now that it's legal, you probably have more more businesses wanting to get involved now because it is legal, and you know they don't have to worry about maybe right. getting caught and being caught up in a scandal. Uh, you know, so. Um, I mean, there's yeah. some
0: schools out there. All they got to do is throw down some fresh gravel and send a roller over it. Some places got to build the roads and bridges, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's and we've kind of seen that, you know, like. For some people to adjust to this NIL thing, so for some it was quick, and we can probably assume which ones were quicker than others. And then for other schools and programs, they, they're still trying to figure it out because mm-hmm. uh, the infrastructure, and the illegal infrastructure wasn't there already. So uh, they're trying to figure that out. Probably probably calling some uh, some people at uh, different institutions like, hey, hey man, how did Showcast right. do this like and, before last year? <laughs> yeah,
0: and I don't want to say that like, There were schools, I'm not trying to say Missouri has never broken a rule and everything was perfectly above board and they have no idea how to do that. (laughs) That's not my point. But there's just some places where it's been refined. A little yeah. bit better than others. <laughs> uh, right? uh yeah, refined, polished, and uh, well yeah. well executed. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> machines, no question. Uh Cam says in terms of O lineman Andrew Sprague in 2024 is definitely mizzou's to lose. I think he's a top two fifty kid in twenty twenty four. And yeah, that's good. Um here's one thing though, especially on the offensive line. I remember when Missouri landed Evan bame I think that was a class, it was either 2012 or 13. Um And it was a big deal. Four-star kid took a visit to Auburn, had some other sec offers and Missouri, got him and Missouri fans were ecstatic and all that. And they should have been, but I remember saying at the time, Missouri is now competing against schools. that get an Evan Bain, maybe two or three every year. So my point being, okay, you went one for three on Riker green and McVay. You have to get another Logan Riker next year, maybe two, and then another one or maybe two the year after that. Um, you have to be stockpiling four-star offensive linemen. Uh, and, and, you know, that uh, Connor Tolleson was a four-star somewhere, and, and I'm not saying they haven't recruited well enough. But offensive line is a question right now, and you've mentioned kind of the last couple years, it's the one place where you go, ah, maybe they've missed a little bit. Uh, Logan Reichert has to be the rule, not the exception. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, uh,
1: you know, we're talking about misses and and like I said, you know, offensive line has been disappointing this year in terms of they're going, you know, they didn't get, you know, three of the four kids that they're really after, you know, and I, you know, considering, you know, kind of the recent offers. They haven't offered a lot of, a lot of kids in 2023 recently, but, um, they did offer the, uh, the Vanderbilt commitment to the offensive lineman out of Ramsey, Alabama just uh, earlier this week. So they're still looking for offensive linemen. so that's still a, that's still a position they're going to go after in this uh, recruiting class in terms of high school kids. So uh, that's still a factor. But you know when you miss when you miss three or four of the guys you're going after, yeah, you're probably going to offer some more dues and, and uh, you know try to try to get another one or two in from the high school ranks as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we got another question that I want to get to in just a second. Just do want to call your attention up to either the graphic up in the left hand corner or the banner that's running across the bottom of the screen throughout James Carlton State Farm in St. Louis, Missouri. All your insurance needs. He's going to if you get a quote from him, he'll donate twenty dollars to uh, to Mizzou's NIL collective. Talked to James this morning. Great guy. He really wants to work with with you guys. So uh, give him a shot. Uh, at the phone number or at the web address below. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, it's James Carlton, State Farm, and he can take care of you. So now, I promise. There was another question. Be drizzy. I, I like that name. Uh, it says, "Is it looking like a transfer-heavy class after this disappointing recruiting class in Drinkwood's terms?" And it's not. Like to be fair, it's not a disappointing class yet. It's all. It, it, it's September, I guess now. But like, <laughs> yes. I, I don't think it's going to be in the top 20. So, you know, uh, I mean, things can happen, but um, so we were talking before this show started in our pre-show meeting, which lasted a good six and a half minutes. I mean, we did a lot of prep yeah, work this week. Prep work. Sean. Um, so besides Riker, um, before we get to the transfer talk, we want to talk a little bit about Marvin Burks, who was in Columbia last weekend and, um, uh, last Thursday, and then on Friday night, Eli went and saw him play. Uh, it sure seems to kind of be trending to us that Marvin Burks is going to end up part of this Missouri class.
1: Yeah, that seems to be like uh, the stock market values going up, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of Marvin Burks after this weekend. I mean, uh, to, to come to the season opener and then you know, drank with in the helicopter. And I think on Friday night he went and saw Brett Norfleet and then he went and saw Marvin Burks play. Uh, That was really a a nice indicator. I mean, obviously Burks has been very quiet, you know, and we mentioned this on previous shows uh, this year, but super quiet in terms of his recruiting process. We know he took officials to Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and Missouri in June. He's got a top five that also includes Oklahoma and LSU. I don't know if he's going to take officials to Oklahoma and LSU during the season. That's kind of the thing to kind of watch here. But the fact that he showed up for the season opener, drink, which goes and watches his game, got to think Missouri's in a pretty good spot there with Burks. And uh, that would kind of, I guess uh, that would be another, I mean, you know, we were talking about it last week, last week's show. That'd be another big in-state hall right there. Another four-star kid, you know, to get in your class, you know, from in-state. So, you know, if you can back a Riker commitment up with a Marvin Burks commitment, Uh, that's that's pretty good momentum right there so
0: yeah and and again maybe he takes other visits honestly outside of old miss i don't know if he's necessarily a take at those other schools right now or not uh he he might be i'm not saying he's not i'm truly saying we don't know
1: once you Um, get yeah once you get to september you know and you know it it kind of depends, you know, where you are on the target board. You know, you might not be, you know, might not be as high on the target board as you were in June. You know, so right. for a lot of these kids, so you know, whenever the whenever the season flips over and the season starts, it's
0: a little bit of a different ball game. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. So to get back to to B Drizzy's question, I mean, like, I I asked you this before the show. Is it possible that outside of Riker and Burks, they just go transfer portal for the rest of this class?
1: Yeah, uh, we talked about that in our show prep, and obviously, Gabe, you can be called Gabe Drizzy because your last name's, you know, starts with a D. But yeah, I'm just saying. (laughs) I feel like I
0: just turned 46, and that's that just doesn't work.
1: Why don't you just change the Paramazoo Twitter account to Gabe Drizzy just for a day? (laughs) I
0: might do that at some point. I'll catch you off guard though. I'm not gonna do it right now.
1: (laughs) Okay, but anyway, yeah. We were talking about that, and yeah, it's it's probably gonna maybe be a lot of transfers. But you know, you, you kind of have a backlash to that. How many transfers do you get? And we've talked about this, and since we started the show this season, I don't think you want to do double digit transfers again, man, because that kind of means you know the guys you're bringing in, you're not confident in that you're recruiting so yeah. far. So, uh, kind of curious to see how many transfers in terms of high school kids. They're still offering 2023s. Well, you know, we I just talked about the offensive lineman from Alabama that's committed to Vanderbilt. Uh, they also offered the uh, the cornerback that's committed to Arkansas State, uh, uh, Tyrell Scott, I believe is his name, if just off the top of my head. But he's got, you know, he picked up Auburn offers. He's got a Mississippi State offer. I think those are kind of two schools that are kind of battling out with him, Georgia Tech as well. So you know, it seems like in terms of high school kids, they're definitely going to go after another offensive lineman. Uh, they're definitely going to go after another cornerback, it seems. So uh, we'll kind of see what happens from there in terms of whether, you know, how many transfers is going to be in this class. But, uh, if, man, if they go double-digit transfers, eh, I don't know, Gabe. You know, we've talked about the last two yeah. shows. I don't think that's well, a good sign.
0: <laughs> I think, I think there is a, there's two kinds of transfers. I don't think you're necessarily going after juniors and seniors, but, like, what about a kid like Drayden Norwood who didn't play at AM last year? You take him. That's basically a high school player, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at freshmen, redshirt freshmen who maybe don't see playing time where they're at, and that's kind of how you replace – like if you've gone one for three or whatever it is on the offensive line and you want two more offensive linemen and you don't see guys that are good enough in, in high school, then maybe you do see what happens in the portal and see if there's anybody that, hey, went – one year at a program didn't really like it, and that's basically the same as signing a high school kid. So you're not necessarily bringing in like a one year stopgap that's going to come in and automatically be above a bunch of other guys on the depth chart, you know? Um, right. Also, you mentioned uh, Georgia Tech uh, with that with that defensive back. I, if you gave me a list and said what Power Five program do you want to recruit against right now, I think I'd probably say Georgia Tech because, bro, Jeff Collins' seat on fire coming into this season and it didn't get any help last <laughs> night it's funny you mentioned that like um because russell
1: johnson at our georgia tech site you know he sent me like the link to their visitor list because i mean i guess they can have visitors at the at that type of game last right. night and they had a lot of visitors there but i'm like man you know they're going for this because this is a free game right <laughs> i mean <Yep. laughs> yeah i uh, mean yeah, it's it's not looking good for Georgia Tech and Jeff Collins. Uh, the dude cannot manage uh, cannot manage his timeouts very well. The, the timeouts and, uh, were
0: very interesting. So yeah. more than ninety-seven full start penalties.
1: <laughs> so uh, they can get they can get uh, they can get kids on campus, but because uh, they had like three Vanderbilt commitments on campus, and they had like a South Carolina commitment, and uh, they were supposedly expected to be there, so. I think the Scott kid was expected to be there last night as well. So yeah, but you know, uh, hey man, it's a it's a big game in the in the in the dome. So yeah, you know, those kids were just kidding as like, hey man, a free game, I'm gonna go.
0: Yeah, well, hey, come come for the Missouri recruiting news. Stay for the Georgia Tech analysis. We, <laughs> we do all things here. On, hey, they, uh, could, on, they
1: could they could definitely affect uh, they could definitely affect Missouri recruiting. So you never know, yeah. but yeah. Now Going back to your point, Gabe, you know, like getting uh, like freshman, sophomore type of transfers, that is a good point. That's why it's important to build relationships with these kids and kind of uh, maintain them, even though they don't come to your program. You know, they could go to a program and really quickly figure out like, hey, I messed up. Look at Mookie Cooper for what, for example, one, you know, uh, it's like, hey, I don't like it here. It's not like my thing. And I want to go somewhere else where I kind of feel a little bit more comfortable, I guess.
0: Yeah, where Chris Olave, Garrett Williams, and Jameson Williams aren't the wide receivers, maybe. uh, (laughs) And Marvin Harrison and and Emeka Ibuka, And my God, man. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, so I think, I mean, I think it's under five more high school kids in this class. Maybe I'm wrong. It's just, I just base that on there's not really guys out there that we know about beyond Rikert and Burks uh, that that are like, you know, high priority or have had offers for a long time or have set up visits.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the two I mentioned, and I don't even know, you know, just when to get him on campus, I have no idea. I, I would right. say it's probably a long shot because with the Miles kid, I know Mississippi State's making a big push, and he's visited there a couple times. I think he's wanting to take an official visit there this fall. He told me this morning, so – Uh, but yeah, I mean, here's the thing I agree with you on less than five or five or less, or but uh, you know, I think we'll see some kids get, I think we'll see some 23 kids probably get some offers during the season when they you know see some film, go out and evaluate them in person. So there'll be some kids pop up, but I think it's probably going to be five or less, to be honest with you.
0: And I mean, look, is it possible that Miles McVeigh or Caden Green or somebody else picks up the phone at some point and says, you know kind of thinking about this, and then you say, absolutely, come on. Of course. I I mean, they're not turning guys like that away. So, you know, decommitments happen. Yeah. I mean, they say, Hey man, lucy just got his
1: own chips. I want my own chips, man. So. <laughs> right. <had> <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. There you go. So, uh, yeah, once again, um, Logan Reichert announcing 445 Thursday afternoon, <laughs> we will be in Kansas city, uh, and we will be, or actually, I guess in Raytown, we will be, uh, all over that one. And then Gerard and I can head, uh, in the direction of Manhattan, Kansas for the Josh Manning bowl after that. Um, I, I don't know if you know Sean. There's like some, there's some bad feelings from K State fans about that whole thing. It, they're not Eli fans after that,
1: uh, because they thought he was going to K State when that July third announcement. Because, I mean, he because he up. was going to K State,
0: <laughs> like he was going to K State, and Missouri talked him into waiting. You know. Um, hey, welcome to recruiting. Okay, I mean, right. look, hey, they should be, yeah. they should be
1: feel re- redeemed because Jordan Allen committed to K State. Missouri wanted him, right. so I mean, well, that's kind of. I,
0: They also really got their feelings hurt. Apparently Avery Johnson sent out a tweet that says the love is real after Manning's visit. And then Drinkwitz sent out one that said the same thing. Uh, So they're very (laughs) mad at Drinkwitz because they think he's insulting their 18 year old quarterback prospect. I don't, I don't really know that he was, I mean, that's not that uncommon of a phrase. Maybe he was. I don't know, but even if uh, it was, I think the ta- the timing
1: probably suggests that eh, man maybe there was a little bit of a dig there. But hey, a little bit I of mean, ulterior motive. Once again, this is recruiting. It's not for the faint of heart. And uh, hey, if Eli Drinkers supposed to get a dig in on a recruiting win, so be it, man.
0: Right. Absolutely. And it's not. It wasn't all that insulting. But no. Uh. Yeah. I. I mean. I think. I don't think winter gets Josh Manning on Saturday. I think Missouri's already got him. I think they'll hang on to him, but
1: we'll see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. I guess we'll see what happens. So, uh, so anyway, guys, appreciate you uh, hanging out with us on this Tuesday. Um, if you have a minute before you log off. If you're watching live, hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel, all that. If you are listening afterwards on the podcast, which I'll upload here in just a minute, if you could leave us a five-star review and do all the very nice things that help out our uh, you know, analytics and visibility on the internet and things like that, that would be much appreciated. But more important than all of those things, what we want you to do is contact James Carlton State Farm in St. Louis, the web address is right there, carltoninsurance.net. The phone number is 314-961-4800. The Facebook page, if you're over 65, is facebook.com slash carltoninsurance. And if you are of the Facebook age, you probably ought to get some life insurance. So maybe check that out. Uh, maybe that's a thing you can do. But um, also homeowners insurance, your car, everything, James can take care of you. You're going to call him. You're going to get a real live person on the phone. They're not going to give you a hard sell. They're all about customer service, and they think that that their team can sell itself. So they're just going to have a talk with you, see if they can save you a little bit of money. You may have insurance somewhere else, but James is a Missouri fan. He's a Power Mizzou subscriber. Uh, he's trying to help us out here, so we ask you to just give him the first shot. Uh, shop around. We're not asking you to spend more money than you're already spending, uh, but if James can give you a deal give him the chance to do that. Also, if you call him and mention that you heard about him on power Mizzou, he's going to donate $20 to advancing Missouri athletes, the Mizzou NIL collective. So in the words of Michael Gary Scott, that's what we call a win, win, win situation. So we'd like y'all to do that. And uh, Sean, I don't know any parting shots, man. No, I think uh, magic man said
1: Jamal Roberts might be the steal of the class. I mean, yeah, that's very possible. He looked really good against slew. And I think he had over a hundred yards the other night as well. So,
0: There you go. All right, so uh, there you heard it. Appreciate all you guys hanging out. We will be back next Tuesday. Before that, tomorrow afternoon, I'm here with Gerard Hamilton uh, talking Mizzou, Kansas State this weekend. Thanks for watching. Catch you later.